Welcome to Beaver Movies, and we're back, and finally we've got a good movie. A great movie. A great movie. My guest today, Stefan, how you doing again, buddy? Hello. You, pretty much, I gave you a, a couple of things, and you kept refusing, because you, you're like, I finally want a good one. Yeah, this was last time when I was here, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I'm not coming back until go and I tried to get you to watch <laughs> Undisputed 2, but he's like, it's too risky. Yeah, the Undisputed 1 was bad enough to where it kind of scared me off for the second yes, one. Yes, it did. Yeah. But it's still a good movie, and maybe one day I'll get you. But luckily, I've managed to get you some good brownie points by having you watch a really good movie. Yeah, this today. is a, a, a great movie. A in classic. A, in a sense that it's like... Would it be considered a cult classic at this point? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Because I don't think it was... Like, it doesn't have a great legacy in terms of, like, movie movie, but, no. like, people who like it really like it. it. It also was the launching pad for a cult action movie star. Yeah. In Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's true. So, uh, if you didn't know already, by the title of the episode, yeah, we watched 1988's Bloodsport. Yeah, if you click download without looking at the words. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if you just automatically download and then just go straight into it without even looking... Yeah. Congratulations, you're pretty skillful. <laughs> but I guess... No, this is a good movie in a sense that, like you said, it launched uh, an action star. And not only that, it... Can I just say that, like, if it wasn't for the fighting scenes, this movie would be absolute dog shit. Oh, yes. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Like, the, the it ha- it acting. Has, it has one good actor. Yeah, it has one good actor. And then the rest of it is, like... The fighting stuff and everything post when he gets to Hong Kong is yes. great. Everything before that is very crazy. Yes, yeah. So what is your history with this movie? Like, Okay, so the first thing I remember about this movie is I remember getting it on VHS, renting it in... Oh, man, I must have been like grade four or five. I remember okay. watching it. I remember it being a really crappy copy of the movie where it kept skipping and yeah and it was like um you know when the tracking would go off on the vcr and it like that ripple of static yes. would go down the screen yeah. yeah so that kept happening and the voice would kind of get distorted from yeah, there. yeah yeah and then i remember watching it and not being impressed by it and then yeah. i remember seeing it later on maybe like on spike tv yeah um late 90s early 2000s and being completely enthralled and watching oh, it at yeah. two in the morning during like summer holidays if i remember right and then completely falling in love with it and then uh watching it every few years until now and then it's only been the last few times that i realized the acting is not that great but everything else is it has everything else going for it yes everything yeah my relationship to this movie is i would always rent this movie my dad would always rent this movie Mm -hmm. it's a classic and i actually don't remember the start of this movie you know what? I thought the same thing today. I thought it goes straight into the uh, martial arts, but there's like a whole other backstory which we'll go into. But I'm just, I'm like, where did this come from? I've never seen it. I didn't even know Bolo Yang was so early in the movie. Yeah, he's like one of the first people you see. Yeah, I've always like kind of shows up as like the big bad boss at the end, yeah. or like towards the middle when he beats up people. Yeah, but yeah, he's like pretty much in there from the start. And you know what? I don't remember, which we'll get into. I'm sure. I might as well just get into it now, but. I knew that, like, um, Forrest Whitaker and the other yes. guy were, like, the police chasing him. Yeah. But... You didn't know why. Yeah, I didn't know why. I just thought he was just, like, illegally in the country. But then I realized he ran away from the army. Yeah, I... I that whole... And it's probably from the VHSs where they've not been rewinding. You just started it, especially when you're a kid. Yeah, you, yeah. Just, you don't care about 
watching it from the beginning you, yeah. you just enjoy it for what it is yeah. and usually it starts from the awesome action sequences mm. and this movie reminded me of uh, Gladiator yes the, the boxing one yes it's like very underground I did uh, that a few yeah, uh, weeks we yes. yeah it reminds me of Gladiator but in the sense that it's like very underground and it's a good movie to watch yeah I like Eight in the morning on a Saturday when you're just laying in bed. Oh, yeah. That's how it makes me feel, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something where you can switch your brain off and just enjoy all these different cool fighting styles. Yeah. And I wonder if this actually influenced UFC. I had the same thought. Yes. I had the same thought. Because watching this and you see all these different styles, all these different big men, and especially, uh, what was his name, uh... Ogre from... Oh, the Goonies, Donald Gibb. Yes. When he plays Ray Jack. Ogre from Night of the... Uh, Night of the Nerds. Yeah, no, uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. I don't know why I said Goonies. Yeah. Um, we both got it wrong. Yeah. But yeah, like, just the way he looks. He looks like your average dude from America that enters the UFC just because he's a tough guy. Bar fighting. He looks like yeah. Harold Howard, if you yeah. remember Harold Howard. No. From, like, UFC 2. He was a Canadian guy that had a mullet. And he was really I cool. remember that guy. Yeah. That's yes. Who, that's who Ray Jackson looks like. I, I, I've seen that guy... Actually, you just remind me of him. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Seeing all these different styles and matchups, I was wondering if the people from UFC were like, I want to do that. Yeah, because if you watch it, like the more you watch the actual action parts, you could see those different styles of fighting. Like Jean-Claude Van Damme is the more... Karate. Yeah, karate style. Traditional. And then there's like a... Muay Thai guy. Muay Thai guy. There's a sumo. There's a pure... Brawler slash pro wrestler yeah. in Don't give you yeah, in Ray Jackson. Jackson. Yes, Ray Jackson. There, Ray we go. Jackson, there you go. And so you got all these different cool styles, and I really appreciated just these little how they get around. And this is about five years before the first UFC. So this is '88, the movie. Yes. Right? So first UFC is '93. So if you think about it, people who are watching that, especially the first like few years after, yes, people are really romanticizing and looking back because like back then in the '80s, things didn't move as fast, no. so people appreciated things longer. But if you're looking at like we're talking about karate, sumo, yes. because this first ever UFC fight was a sumo guy yes. versus a savat guy. So if you're looking at it that way, and way the blood sport is structured, it's exactly the same. Exactly the same, yes. Do we ever... Okay, I'm going to jump a little bit ahead. <laughs> no worries. Do we, ever, do we ever get an explanation as to why the ring keeps bending upwards into more concaved? Why at the end? It, why at the end it looks like a U-shape, and at the start it's completely flat? I have no idea why. I think that might be... But did you pick up on that too? Yes, I did. Okay, good. I did notice that they said prepare the arena. I was expecting it to be like a ring of fire or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. But no, I think it might just be if you can get the high ground, you have more of an advantage kind of stuff like that's that. That's true. And it, they have, they're forced to fight in tight quarters. Yes. Tighter quarters yeah. in that sense. But that's for the final That's the final fight. Oh yeah, definitely. But so yeah, we'll, we'll take a break because we're like 40 pretty much going in. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll slow down a little yeah. bit here. And so we'll be right back, and then we'll be back after this. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a fun and unique fundraising alternative? Ditch the frozen cookies, holiday calendars, and bingo balls. Have your sports team, organization, or nonprofit raise some real dough by trying a Quizzler's Quiz Night fundraising alternative. Quizzler's is a 12-round fun and interactive quiz game experience. Teams are formed and compete against one another on a variety of exciting topics. It's interactive, it's social, it's trivia. Follow us on Facebook by searching at Quizzlers, on Instagram at Quizzlers Winnipeg, or call us today at 204-793-4202. 
Mention the discount code BEAVERDOESMOVIES to receive 15% off your next Quizzlers booking. So we are back. We're back. Back, back for the podcast again. And so, we, yes, indeed, we watched 1988's Bloodsport. Yeah, and this part of the podcast is brought to you by jaywalkersucks.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my favorite thing in the world. I love it. I love that story. Uh, great too. guy. But it sucks. <laughs> uh, so this movie was directed by Newt Arnold. I yep. don't know who that is. You ever heard of him? No. No? I don't know anybody named Newt. Um, he has. A, he was the uh, assistant director for Godfather Part 2 and 12 Angry Men. Godfather Part 2 is arguably the better picture. So he's got to have some good street cred when it comes to that. He went to the Banff School of Fine Arts. Banff? Yes. Really? Yeah. Is he Canadian? He's American, so... I don't know. Whoa. I don't know. Let's just. I'm actually going to take a look. Yeah, click on the Wikipedia yeah. page. Alberta. He went to school there, so he's a gadzoo. Then, uh, just look at these titles for his movies. Yeah. He got Hands of a Stranger, uh-huh. 1962. Blood First, 1971. Alan Quatermain and the Lost City of Gold. That sounds like a tremendous movie. That does. Oh, this one gets better. This is his last movie. Countess Dracula, Orgy of Blood. It says it was released three years after his passing. Yeah. He's like, probably his final words was, don't release this. <laughs> don't fucking put this trash <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, well, he's dead. He's dead. We need some money to pay. Send for out the blood orgy. Yeah. We need to pay for the funeral. So, we start the movie. Yeah. And it's introduced, it's introducing people training for the martial arts tournament. Yeah. And so we've got everyone, including Bolo Yang, who I didn't know was this early in the movie, like I mentioned. Yeah. Like he's punching ice. Like, badassly. I don't know, understand why they're all breaking inanimate objects. That's a very 80s thing to That's do. That's a very 80s martial arts thing. Yeah. Whenever you think of martial arts, especially karate, you always think of them breaking blocks. Yeah, breaking boards or bricks yeah. or whatever it is. And then we're introduced to U.S. Captain Frank Dukes. Mm-hmm. Who does not have an accent of an all-American hero? No, he doesn't. It's even funnier, because when... Did you notice in the the flashback, the voice of the, young Frank... The Fra- kid? Is, is Van Damme, ADR in the top of it. Is it really? Yes. It sounds awful. It's him trying to do a kid's voice. I was watching it with my uh, lady friend, and she was saying, is this dubbed? Like, is this the dubbed version and I said no this is the real movie this yeah. was in the theater but for the flashback it's mostly dubbed oh yeah because they wanted him to sound like John Claude Van Damme yeah, yeah but I think she meant like is this like the real version of the yeah. movie and I was like yeah this is yeah this it's, it. it's an American production yeah this is how it went we find out that he trained under a martial arts teacher after trying to steal his sword yeah, he tried to break in and steal he tried it. to break his sword and yeah. then he kind of got like a bit of a rivalry with his son where they trained together and then the son died we don't know how. I know. Probably. Okay. Van Damme probably did it. <laughs> he probably did. He probably, probably cut him with the sword. Frank, du- Frank Dukes probably did it. And then the father is like, I'm not doing any more fighting. Okay, maybe I am. And yeah. it tortures the shit out of him. Yeah. This training montage is the most horrible thing I've seen. Just how badly they, he beats the fuck out of him. Can we discuss why he's tied to the trees? Because if you watch the movie, Jean-Claude Van Damme is tied limb by limb to the trees. Yes. Which is weird. I couldn't figure out what Maybe force, forcefully hel- helping him be more limber. Because if you notice, he does a lot of splits in this movie. He does. That's so, his trademark, though. It, it is. But that's maybe why it's to show that he, he learned from his master to do the splits. One, one thing I was thinking about when he's tied to the trees is, like, 
maybe he's learning to like get over the pain and yes. like focus on the zen part. Maybe. But either way, it was very odd. So then we get back to the flash forward and it turns out he's escaped US military because he wants to join the Akumite to honor his dead master. Yeah. And his dead, like, kind of bro- kind of brother, kind of, I guess? Yeah, I guess so. Sort of. Sort of. Adopted, maybe? Yeah. And so they're sent off. So he, he runs off after, like, giving him the old slip in the shower, which, which sounds weird in itself. <laughs> <laughs> we get, like... This whole first half an hour is pretty boring. It's, yeah. It's, it's trying it's to all, set things up. Yeah. But we already know they're all going to fight each other. It didn't need as much plot as I wanted. And I think this is why I skipped to the fighting. Yeah. So well, there's not a whole lot of, like, like we were talking about in the intro. It's like, the acting in the first part is not great. Like, yeah. it's not good at all. No. Uh, the only good actor in this movie is Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, and he doesn't even... He doesn't even do much. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He just yells every The time. one best fit bit is when he's uh, eating food, and he's, like, trying to figure out forks, and he's just having the time of his life. That's acting. Yeah. That's acting. <laughs> That's uh, Juilliard level. Oh, yeah. The one thing that, like, I... I don't know. We'll get we'll get into it. That, I'm gonna, I was going to bring up Forrest part later on in the movie, but we'll get to it. Everyone's in there, and... Frank Dukes meets another American. Who's trying to score on the bus. Yes. With a lady. That, that was it. Yeah. He's trying to, hey, you want to be with a big man? Yeah. Because he thinks, because he's a like a, a gaijin. Yeah, a big cross-eyed it, American. In the in Asia, he yeah. thinks, because I'm bigger than everybody else, I can just beat the fuck out of people and yeah. bang as many women as I want. Which is probably true in 1988. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Or... Yeah, I don't want to say that, maybe. So, from there, and they befriend each other through video games. Which is a, a great way to do it, yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I think that was World Martial Arts Karate Championship. It looked like Karate Kid. There was like a white gi and a red gi fight. I remember the game, I just can't... I don't remember the game. Remember the name. No. I, it, it looked very 1988. Van Damme shows his skill by easily beating him in the video game, which is kind of a, for what happens later on. Yeah. Let's just give it to the, straight to the tournament. We've, yeah, got, we've got some woman who's trying to find out about the Kumite and no one's... She's looking. a reporter yes. in Hong Kong. And then when they first go, um, they meet Mr. Lin, who's like the little dude with the glasses. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like the, the chaperone for all the North yeah. American guys. He's the liaison, yeah. as it were. And then... His whole job is just to make sure they arrive and make sure they're okay and well-fed. Yes. Yeah. And like his, his for, whole hype speech is like... Once we go into the back lanes, yeah. you may never come out kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I do love how it's this secret, dirty, like, triad-run underground tournament. Yet, they're treated pretty well leading up to and it. And it's very clean, yeah. Oh, yeah. They lay on and like, stay in the five-star hotel. Oh, yeah, pretty much. So, considering it's this dark and dingy, you'll figure they'll be, like, in dungeons just waiting to go out and fight. But no, they're, like, treated like royalty. Yeah, and they've got, like, electric signs inside there and stuff. Yeah, exactly. We then finally get into the Kumite itself. They're like, why is this white guy saying he's the... Tanaka's yeah. uh, uh, student. Yeah. I, I thought it was the son, Shingo. And yeah. they're like, nope. Yeah. And they go, okay, you got to show his technique, which is pretty much... He has a huge stack of bricks, and he slaps his hand, and then one explodes. One bottom brick explodes all outwards, which yeah. defies the laws of physics. Pretty much. Uh, 
One thing I did notice in that scene, when everybody's standing behind him when he's hitting the brick, it looks like um, it looks like the WWF 1988, because they got um, Chong Lee, who's got like big and beefy, and he's got the headband, and then they got a, a big like hacksaw Jim Duggan American Ray it, Jackson. Yes, they got um, the guy with he looks like the Iron Sheik with like the oh, it's not like a turban. It's more like it's, yeah, it's more I, Middle Eastern. Than, although that actor. I don't think he was Middle Eastern. He looks like some looks Puerto Asian. or Puerto Rican. Yeah, he looks something or, or Cuban. He yeah, lo- he looks like anything else but what it was meant to be. And they all have like some kind of gimmick. Yeah, and it's very. You got the monkey man. You yeah, got the, the monkey suit. guy who that, breaks coconuts at the start of the movie. Exactly, which is ridiculous. Pretty bad. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, what was it uh, Pumo? I think his name was. Uh, and then you got like the really dirty Muay Thai fighter who's constantly cheating. Yeah, and he's got a tattoo. Yes. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, he, he was I can't like, remember his name. But, uh, I'm I'm looking at the <laughs> yeah we're looking at the, the the brackets. I would feel like the they would should have like a bigger resource for this online. We're just going by the uh, Wikipedia, so yeah. Bloodsport tournament bracket. Okay, so there's like a actual bloodsport tournament thing here. Oh wow! So there's like Ray Jackson. Yeah. What's called Leotard guy. <laughs> That's the first guy he fights. That's his official name? Yeah. And then uh, Chong Li fights Buddha Mam Prang. And then Tattooed Guy, which I think is the the Dutch kickboxer. Yes. Who cheats all the time. Against Chuan Ip Mung. Yeah. And then Frank Dukes fights Sadiq Hossein. Uh, Kung Fu Guy, Toon Wing Sum. And then Karate Guy. Some of these guys don't have names. Which is surprising because... I think all their names are in the background because you have that cool little yeah, yeah, display the, stand. The side, yeah, yeah. So we from from this we get a montage of everyone fighting. And you see uh, all the display styles, and then let's talk about uh, Bolo Yang Ch- Chong Li. Uh-huh. When I from what I remember, I thought it was like this mean killing machine, which he is in the movie. Yeah, but I didn't realize how fucking charismatic he was yeah very charismatic just the way he's like playing to the crowd raising his hand doing like the drummer motion with his yeah. yeah 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 and just like kind of raising his hand looking around yeah. I'm like holy shit this guy is awesome he's uh he looks like a million bucks too yeah he looks like a killer he was for 10 years he was Hong Kong's Mr. Olympia really yes god damn yeah, he, yeah, I saw a picture of when we were before we started recording. I was looking at pictures of him now. He's like the skinny little Tai Chi dude. Well, he's, uh, but he's still built. I think he's oh, just. But it's like seventy. He, yeah, he's like seventy-two. Yeah, and he still looks good. He looks good. He he plays a South Korean named Chong Lee, which I don't even think is a South Korean name. No, no, but his lackeys with him have like the South Korea flag. Yeah, and I think stuff. he has it on his forehead. Yeah, he's got too. something on his forehead. But um, as a character, he's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I really like the way he presents himself. Uh, he's always smiling whenever he sees something funny. Yeah. Um, especially with Ray Jackson, who's just like pointing at him to say, I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. The only thing I can ever correlate Ray Jackson with is Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He's like a oh, yeah. big lumbering guy with a, like a lazy eye. He's charismatic too. He's very good at what he does. Oh, yes. And the, they don't really like tell you what kind of style he fights. Uh, Ch- Chong Lee? No, no, no. Ray Jackson. I think it's between brawling and pro wrestling because he does like axe handles. Yeah, he, he throws people he around. Gives, like, somebody like a big giant chop, a big Baba chop. Hey, we didn't. Oh uh, yeah, we didn't talk about Giant Baba, the OK USA guy. Yes, with the big 
giant head yes. when they're walking down the into the Kumite. I just figured we should mention that. <laughs> yes, he, yes. He looks like Giant Baba a lot. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, giant Baba. God. Um, what, do you th- what do you think to Giant Baba? Like, of, like as a wrestler? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I've, seen I like, I've, I've seen like a bunch of his matches like in his prime. Yeah. And I, I'm like, compare mm. him to like someone like Anoki, who at least does good stuff. Who at least looks. Looks apart. Yeah, yeah, looks apart. Um, I do know that Giant Baba had a, like a... Irrational fear of showing his belly button. Yes. So if you That's, ever see his matches, his trunks are always pulled up over his belly button. Yeah. Which is odd. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But just um, like Anoki, just his whole thing. I actually just recently watched. It's where he slaps Machida right in the face. Really? Yeah, because he was a student of yeah, Anoki's. Yeah. And, and he like got the. His whole thing is, you won. I'm gonna slap the shit yeah. out of you. Yeah. Which is fucked it's the up. The fighting spirit slap. Yeah. The. I'm surprised that. A guy like they didn't have an Enoki style guy in the film. Yes. Because Enoki had fought Ali in what, 75, 76? Yeah. And then he kept doing those martial arts fights. Mm. Um, and kept getting like traction in like fight magazines. Yeah. During the 80s and whatnot. So I figured that maybe like there'd be some kind of Enoki style like Olympic wrestler. Someone that's yeah, yeah. in that way. But yeah. They, but there was nothing like that. No, which was a pity. Or yeah. even like a greasy kind of guy because yeah. they were like big around the time. There, I don't think there's anybody in that movie with a gi, which is weird. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, there, there were gis, but there, there was gi pants. Van Damme. Wore, Van Damme, and then he unveils his like chiseled, <laughs> oiled body at one that's time. That's the big spot where he opens it up and all the women are like, oh my God. <laughs> All like one women, yeah, and the thing just that American chick. Oh God, uh, her, her whole thing was pretty funny. Like, like just, her being a reporter, yeah, yeah, and trying to get into the Kumite, and then she f- <laughs> sleeps with that rich Asian guy. No, no, she sleeps with Van Damme, and he's like, "So you got to try and get in the Kumite?" Nah, I got all I need. Oh, so pretty much. Van Damme's dick was so good that she just yeah, quit yeah. a report, yeah, even like, though she flew to Hong Kong <laughs> just to deal with it. I quit my job and just. But then it turns out she's a snake. Yeah. And manages to, like, sneak her way in with some rich Asian and dude. St- and stooge on the police. Mm. Frank Dukes is... Um, his name is Frank Dukes. And yeah. That's the guy who the FBI told. Yes. Was there. This movie in itself is an entire conundrum of shit. Yes. I don't want to say... Like, I keep saying that, but I love it so much. But, but the, it's because... It's because of the martial arts is so strong. Yeah. You're willing to look overlook the shit. Yeah. Like, the plot makes no sense. It literally makes no sense. The, like, I'm showing, I'm showing James right now the actual bracket from the blood sport thing. And there's, like, in total, there's probably, like, 100 fights. Because if you watch that movie the entire time. Yeah. It's just, like, fight it's, after fight after fight. It's the same, fight. like... Ten fighters. Does it bother you that nobody has a black eye or a cut? Van Damme has a black eye. Does he? Yeah. At uh, which part? After his fight with what's his, the Muay Thai fighter, he has like a, a shine on the corner of his eye. Really? Yeah. Because I, every time I looked, his hair was really well done, and he never had like a cut or like there was like icing his hands or anything. He was always very well dressed yeah. and had like a leather jacket with rolled up sleeves. It, that that was the one thing that concerned me was that. They would fight, and then they would fight again, and there'd be no like wear or tear or anything. Yeah, it was like or like no recovery period between. And like, how often were they fighting? Does it say? Uh, there, like, any I think it was a sixty-man tournament. Yeah. 
It's like looking at this bracket that we were talking about just a second ago. There's like a lot of... Yeah, it's like a mile. There's one person in here, and I don't con- condone the use of this word, but called Angry Midget. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know which guy that is, but apparently there's a guy in the movie named Angry Midget. But there's no timeline on like how no. long we're getting in between these fights. All, all we know is from the, the quarters to the finals, there's two days. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the are the FBI or the CIA or uh, what the fuck? I are, think it says it says they were like military D- general, yeah, like DRD agents. or something. CID, C- Criminal Investigation Command. Okay, I don't know if that's like the military police in the U.S. Yeah, but I, they're trying to find him for desertion. Yeah, when he ran out of the shower, and so they're out. constantly chasing after him, which makes no sense. And they've got to keep him alive because he's such an asset to the military. Oh yeah, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, because. Uh, there's one point where they try and tase him. Yeah. I think there's multiple times in the movie where they try, they, and, they tase try and tase him. In and the then, restaurant, in the hotel. And then afterwards, they also tase him again. Yeah. And then... He uses like, the garbage can. The South Korean um, like general guy yeah, yeah, is yeah. having enough and just, I'm going to shoot this motherfucker. Yeah. And that doesn't work out too good either. You know, like the... Going back to the time thing, there's nothing in the Wikipedia or IMDb about how long it is, but we do know that the last thing is two days. So all over all of this, everybody has like a miraculous healing period. And in the bracket that we have as well, like these guys are fighting multiple times before anybody is eliminated. Yeah. So there's they each So is it like a round robin or it looks that way because yeah. somebody went through the the time to like like um, list all the fights. Yeah. So Chong Lee fights three times before he technically moves on. Yeah. So he fights. You, you'd think with him being the previous champion, he would just be straight into the knockout rounds. You, you think so. he would get a bye? He fights that Budaman Prang. He fights kickboxer guy and kung fu guy, according to this thing. Oh, really? Who are given no names? Yeah. Before he moves on to, I guess, what would be called the quarterfinals. So I, I'm guessing that entire montage is the opening. Like not yeah, yeah. like ra- round robin before there's any storyline. Yeah, yeah. There's and, just and that, the finals or the quarterfinals. That montage is amazing. The like all the original like the first fights. Yeah, yeah. And Stan Bush is a great singer, especially in the eighties. His stuff is so eighties. He did Transformers too, didn't he? Uh, he did. Uh, yeah, did. He did. Yeah, he's like the voice of the yeah. 80s, I think he, he and he's perfect. It really adds to the to the the feeling of the movie. Can we talk about the bus scene where he's sitting on the bus and he's like reminiscing? I think this is before the finals or semifinals when Ray Jackson gets put in the hospital because yes. Ray Jackson gets beat by Chong Lee and gets his head stomped into the mat. Yes, and then he ends up in the hospital. And when um, Frank Dukes is leaving, they have the, like the stereotypical '80s action movie montage where he's reflecting on his life and it's cutting between him oh, and God. the bus, yeah, yeah. And he's just riding the bus, and then it's like him as a kid, and then him meeting Ray, and then him meeting the girl, and then Chong Lee, and then he sees Chong Lee in the reflection of the bus, and he has like the terrified, like the Vince McMahon doing the big gulp <laughs> when, <he's>, when the <laughs> Stone Cold comes out. That's yeah. what it remind me of, and it's it's. I feel like every action movie has that, and it's like the ballad with like the saxophone, kind of like in Rocky Four. Yes, when Apollo dies. Yes, that's exactly what it yeah. is. Yeah, I feel like it's that re- every movie. It, yeah, eighties, early nineties, they had to be like leading into the third act 
where shit has gone on. Yeah, yeah. And now we're building up to it that he's coming back. Yeah, this is the start of Act Three. Is like the yes, the montage with the uh, Stan Bush. Yes, who does it. it if you watch an 80s movie and you hear a song... A synthesizer, specifically. Guaranteed, it's probably Sam Bush. A, sta- a synthesizer, a saxophone, and then like those really air- airy drum sounds. Mm. It doesn't sound like a real drum. It just sounds yes. like something hitting like a laser. And a, and a, and a decent singing voice. Yeah, yeah. He's got a good singing voice. Yeah. Uh, Frank Stallone would be good for that, too. Uh, His Cole song from um, the sequel to Saturday Night Fever, Staying Alive. Okay, yeah. the Sylvester Stallone directed yeah, one. Yeah, he's got a song on there, and it's so good. It's so good. It's so cheesy. It just—it's so amazing. I—I I use it to work out. Far from over. Before we go on, what the, the hell is the name of the song? I'm gonna—I'm gonna. Oh, far from over by. Far, oh, okay, far yeah. from over. Dun, 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 that yes, one? Yeah. yes. Okay, yes. I know that one. They use that for uh, one of the Starcades in like the 1980s. Oh, really? Yeah. They, but it's just the instrumental. But it's it's so good. Yeah, I know that one. I know what's from your. I remember about. the montage. I, I remember the montage. It's I didn't know what's from that. Where he's like kind of doing some dance thing, and then Jamie Lee Curtis is randomly in the movie. Really, it's like an extra. Yeah. Well, she's like, um, she's like a, a teacher teaching like dance. Oh. So she's hot. Though. She is hot. <laughs> God damn. We can come, come to that. <laughs> well. She's, She's very hot in trading places. Trading places. And in the Activia commercials. Where she mostly yogurt. Yeah. And then you gotta remember True Lies. Yeah, True Lies is good too. Yeah, that that was kinda like her triumphant comeback. Demi Demi Moore too. Demi Moore and Jamie Lee Curtis in the eighties and nineties. Yes. Like, have you ever watched Strip Tease? Yeah. You gotta do an episode on that. That's she is so hot in that movie. Yeah, you co- you coming back for a rush? <laughs> this is like foreshadowing the next. I, I, I'll have to do like a. Uh, I have to do like a warning. It's just going to be two dudes in their thirties talking about <laughs> Demi Moore naked stripping. Yeah, she's still hot though. Even oh yeah, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, she just did uh, Lucy Liu's uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame thing. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> meanwhile, back yeah. to Bloodsport. Meanwhile, back not, to the not that it's any indicator that it's a bad movie. Like, we're going off topic. Yeah. Because we did that a lot for Undisputed. Yeah, Half the last one was Boxing Tuck. Yeah. Yeah. But with this one, we we enjoyed the movie so much. It's just, we can only talk about the action so much. Because yeah. the plot is not very good. Trash. So, I want to talk about Frank Ducks. Okay. The fraud. You but- know, I, I feel like this wasn't discovered until years later. Yes. Okay. So, um, the writer of this movie... Uh, Sheldon Latish. Okay. I believe that is his last name. The I'm pronunciation just pronunciation on it? Yeah. Okay. I had known Frank Dukes for a number of months before I came up with the idea for Bloodsport. Frank told me a lot of tall tales, most of which turned out to be bullshit. But his stories about participating in this so-called Kumite event sound like a great idea for a movie. There was one guy who he introduced me to named Richard Bender, who claimed to have actually been at the Kumite event, and who swore everything Frank told me was true. A few years later, this guy had a falling out with Frank and confessed to me everything he told me about the Kumite was a lie. Mm. Frank had coached him in what to say. So the guy he, who kind of like pitched for him that this was true turned around and said this is bullshit right. and like even his military background that's what I was just going to say it's saying yeah. that it, he would say that he would go out and do military operation in various countries but if you actually read his file there's nothing on there mm. and so to, and then he he stacked 
that by saying it's so convert that it's not in public record. Yeah, he says the military sabotaged his record to discredit him. Yes. Which, when you think about it, that's the biggest bullshit excuse in the world. Yeah, I don't think that happens because they can pull up stuff on like Bush and Trump and all yeah. that stuff. Who the fuck is Frank Dukes? Yeah, exactly. They would damage his stuff. Yeah. Or is it because he's so dangerous to fight the oh, one to God. ruin his credibility, I guess? Have you ever, have you ever had a, like a confrontation with a guy in real life who's like, I know uh, karate, I have to tell you this legally so yeah. you can't sue me or shit like that. There's people out there like that, and I feel like Frank Dukes is yeah. that guy. Well, that's the thing with martial arts in general. It's unregulated. Yeah, there's no governing board for all of martial arts or even the different types. The closest to it is Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. They have like a whole teaching scheme that they have to do. And for you to be considered a Gracie, you have to like follow through everything in their videotapes. Really? Like that you have to send tapes off and they will watch their, their students do it so that they can get their belts and everything like that. Wow. Yeah, you, you have to do a lot. That's the closest to regulation that there is. Other than that, anyone could get a belt, buy some rental space, mm. and say I'm a Taekwondo black belt. Yeah. Do you and, remember when, like, when we were kids? It was a big in the UK. I don't know if it was, but like martial arts. And yes. then, like By the time kids were like grade four, they had their black belts. And yeah. Like, I don't know if that's I, like. I remember walking in and there was a kid younger than I. I did jujitsu, uh-huh. and I'm by the time I was fourteen, I was a brown belt. Uh-huh. Because I did, I did like Japanese jiu-jitsu right, when I was is, younger. That's a little less complicated. It's more like kimura and stuff like okay, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but the the thing was, there was actual guys that had black belts. Mm. And I, I I'm currently doing jiu-jitsu right now mm-hmm. under the under the Gracie teachings, mm-hmm. and this says for you to get like a blue or br- uh, purple belt, it'd be like eight years. Jesus Christ! I'm like, I'm gonna be forty. <laughs> and I'm gonna still be like a white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, but there's like a lot of uh, like we're talking. There's no regulation. There's a lot of like, yeah. Uh, what's the opposite of transparency? I'm trying to think of the word. Like it's very clouded. Very clouded. Yeah. Yeah. People like can just say whatever they want. And Anyone can say want. that they're a black belt. Yeah. And that there's actual places on YouTube which is their whole goal is to like defraud these people. Right. Like, just say that these people are lying. They don't know what they're doing. There's no evidence of their training. And it's uh, actually like the term bullshito, as in bushido, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. bullshit. Yeah. And I love, it. I love it. And I think Frank Dukes is one of the earliest people to be considered a bullshito expert. Yeah. There's all, like, the even just looking at his Wikipedia page, and this is just, like, people who have, you know, read stories. There's more about like, this than Bloodsport. Yeah, there's more. Th- that's true. Yeah. There's more about how like BS he is compared to everybody else yeah. than there is about the actual movie. And here's the thing: if he was, just, I want to be a fight choreographer. Yeah, he would have been great. He did great in this. He, he did great with uh, Lionheart, but because he believed that he was this genius martial arts guy, and he lied, his whole thing was just bullshit. So I'm I'm looking at his Wikipedia, and it's talking about his fight record. In 1980, Frank Dukes told Black Belt his fight record so far was 329 wins, one loss, and seven draws. Yes. And then in 2014, he told Access TV 
he retired with a fight record of 329 wins, zero losses. Yeah. Had, at one point, had 56 consecutive knockouts. Yeah. And then the people from Inside Kung Fu uh, had difficulty in proving impossibly impressive records yeah. by Dukes. That's, that's what I mean. They even give like a different number at the end of the movie as well. Yeah, they do the... It's like 347 wins, undefeated. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's... It, it's very clouded, yeah. There's yeah. no way to prove any of this. Yeah. And, and can, like, what can be considered a fight? Like, if I walk up to someone and punch them. Exactly. Yeah. But there's uh, a lot here about how much BS he out through his life. I would bullshit. My favorite thing is these guys who pretend that they know how to do chi. Where they, uh, yeah, where yeah, they yeah, can yeah. pop your hand in front of you and make you pass out. Yeah, the energy. And, and it's funny watching these old dudes waving their hands around as people, like, fully grown men, flop around. There's one where he's like kind of doing like a rotating motion, and the guy is just like acting like from Mortal Kombat, where he's just like getting all dizzy, and then he flips him. Ugh. And then that same guy got challenged by an MMA practitioner, uh-huh. and then the fight happened. One punch later, the fight stopped. So the so MMA fighter just like punched him fully in the nose, and the guy like just held his nose. And then the guy tried to go at him again, and the fight just stopped. You know, there's so many videos like that like we're talking about cloud and stuff like mm. that but i'm looking right now at jean-claude van damme's wikipedia yes. page his fight record is impressive he's 18 and one when it's like pro kickboxing yeah 18 and one that, that is very a, good that's a good that's a good record plus they have his uh semi-contact light contact which is how it used to be like in the yeah. 70s that's and where he got like his new t- he, he was, yeah. yeah, he's like such a good kickboxer that people are like, oh, this guy's... And he also looks good. Yeah, he's the real deal. So yeah. his, his uh, sparring semi-contact record is 44 and 4. So, like, he's more impressive than fucking Dukes is. Exactly. How is that possible? And it's not like he's fighting bums either. Like, no. These guys... He's, fu- he's fighting legit killers. Like, yeah, he's fighting like he's fighting in Belgium. He's fighting in the U.S. He's not just like fighting. Maybe he is fighting in these smokers. You ever hear smokers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he. But uh, like, I I mainly know, know smokers for like Mike Tyson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's fighting in the U.S. He's fighting in Belgium. He's fighting yeah. elsewhere. It's not just like smokers. So back to the movie. Yeah. Uh, let's go into like the final fights. So we get John claude Van Damme beats. Uh, oh, the monkey that guy loses to the sumo. Right, and that was a great fight. Because, the big clumsy looking killer con guy. Yeah, yeah. And like the, the monkey guy's jumping around trying to get to him, and then the big sumo guy just grabs him and just breaks his back. And yeah, then like toss. Hercules Hernandez. Yes, he just squeezes him and then he falls down. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, and then we get that sets up the match with. Him and Dukes. Yes, and then before and then after that, it's Chong Lee versus American dude. I forget his name. Ray Jackson. Ray Jackson. Yeah. Do you think if Ray Jackson capitalized, he would have won? If he didn't do like WWE style and like run away and work celebrate, yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. he had him on the ground. Yeah, he had him on the ground, and then it looked like he was gonna win, and then. They do like the cut to Chong Lee where he just like wipes his mouth and yeah. like, feels the blood. And he's like, no. Badass. Yeah. Like, I'm done. And then beats the fuck out of him. Like, like smashes yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Puts him in the hospital, stomps on his head, yeah. and there's like a pool of blood. Yeah. And then. I thought he was dead. 
I thought he was dead too. Yeah. Because I do remember there was a part of the movie where somebody dies, and yeah. I thought that was the one. It was the guy in the semifinals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At the time, like when I'm watching it, I was like, oh shit, is this the part yeah. where the guy dies? So we get we get to the semifinals. Frank Duke fights the. Uh... No, no. Uh, Fra- before that, Frank Duke fights the Samoan guy. Not the Samoan, the sumo guy. Yeah, yeah. And then he fights the Muay Thai fighter. That's yeah. the semifinals. He. The sumo guy, he hits him with the dim mock. Yes. The death touch. And yeah. he hits him in the gut, and it, he just shakes it off, and then he drops to his to the splits again. And does a and punch in the balls. Pun- gives him the punch in the balls. That, that was great. Yeah. That was great. Funny enough, I love um, Mortal Kombat. Their original plan was they were going to use their technology for John claude Van Damme in a Universal Soldier game. Oh, weird. Yeah. But then that fell through, uh-huh. so they continue working on Mortal Kombat, and that's where they got the idea to include Johnny Cage, uh-huh. because he's pretty much Van yeah, Damme from Bloodsport. Well. Same gear, he does the Just split the pants, yeah, yeah. punch. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah, the that no, that Street Fighter that they base Zangief off of, like the wrestling Zangief guy. Yeah, yeah, the Russian dude. Yeah, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of fighting games kind of take real people and kind of put them in their own thing yeah yeah so i could see johnny cage for sure yeah yeah Yeah. so then we get the semi-finals so we get uh tyson not tyson frank dukes frank dukes i was gonna say tyson dukes i was gonna say yeah (laughs) (laughs) so them two and muay thai guy is a dirty cheater he's doing nothing but cheating the entire fight yeah and then luckily you managed to beat the fuck out of him chong lee fights someone named dude and yeah. kills him. Like, yeah, like, grabs his head and, like, spins his head yeah. around. And I love this scene because the operators of the tournament just get up and turn their back to him. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Yeah, they, everybody turns their back and, like, yeah. just puts their head down. Yeah. And he, like, waves his arms like, ah, yeah, the hell with Do they have a break either. in the middle or is... Or do they go straight to the finals? Like, uh, I think there's a break. Uh, there's a break, oh, to set up the ring. Yeah, to prepare like, the, the arena. This whole arena thing... I think See, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. We're talking about earlier. Hmm. Like, look at Kickboxer. You had, like, a different style ring. Yeah. With, like, stones everywhere. Or No Holds Barred. Yeah. The last scene in there. Whereas this, I think they just, oh, um, what do we do? We can't do anything too violent, so let's just raise it. They raise the sides of the ring, which, yeah. it seems a lot smaller, but at the start, I remember it being very long. Yeah. And flat. And then by the finals, it's shorter and it's like concave, yeah. like a like a skateboarding half pipe. But yes, like not as no, not as out. rounded. Yeah, not as rounded. So it's yeah. just like a half pipe. And what I was thinking is like they would be forced to fight in tighter quarters. I, I think that's what it is. Yeah. And then if you back somebody up, it it's all about their foot and too because if you're backing someone up up the hill, mm-hmm. they're gonna have less traction and they're gonna fall. Yeah. So I think that's what that it makes did. a lot of sense. So we finally get Kung Lee and Van Dam one on one, right? And so they strip down even further. They're just wearing like small shorts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what I like about uh, Kung Lee is he's wearing like the bandana of Ray the, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, does that little thing? Record. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he, he doesn't say much, but when he does, it's badass. He's, I think he's got two lines the whole movie. He said, "You are next. You're next." Yeah. And then he goes, you broke my record, I'll break you. Like because friend, yeah. uh, Frank Dukes broke his record by two seconds yeah, yeah. for the fastest KO. So this fight was very good. It is very good. Yeah. And then it, 
I don't know what you thought about like the dust in the eyes, Mr. Fuji style. I, I, I liked it because it's the villain. And even though he's dominating, he had to show his ass a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had to show his ass, and I like that. And I, I really enjoyed just the yelling from Van Damme the entire movie. The really slow motion, like, yeah. Yeah. That's not the whole movie. Yeah. Anytime there's a dramatic part. Yeah. Have you, see, have you seen that gif where it's uh, Kong Lee drumming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. it's him yelling in a microphone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's the... Um, Shirts printed of that. There's people that sell shirts of that. That's amazing. With his like headband and a drum set. Yeah. Drum set. Yeah, yeah. So, using what his master taught him was not to use your eyes. Use your yeah, like feel with the. Cheese. And I just love the final shot of this fight, where he's just spinning his leg at Kong Lee. Yeah, yeah. Just backing him off and then back kick to the face. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit! It's a. Like, in terms of how they've built up them fighting towards the end, and then yeah. Chong Li fucking throwing the powder. Yeah. And then when they... He gets, like, he's blinded, and then he could only fight using his feel. Yeah. I liked it, yeah. but at the same time, I kind of... I, I don't know. It, it's don't final fight syndrome. They yeah. have to stack the deck. Yeah. They've got the different ring. They've yeah. got him constantly throwing the referee at him. Yeah. Uh, it's just... They're stacking the deck... To make it more like at one point, Frank Dukes jumps off of the referee. Yes, he does like a step up off the back. Yeah, and I noticed that because that's always in the back of the. Uh, it's always on the poster or in the back of the uh, box. That way, John kicking he's in him. The air? Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That's always that's like the shot. Yeah, I had it on DVD from Walmart, and I feel like. By that time, they just wanted a few bucks, so they just threw Jean-Claude Van Damme all over it. Oh, pretty much. Yeah. I don't think it was, like, a legitimate cover yeah. art anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, also, that, also, remember, it is the 80s, so they, they're yeah. not very savvy when it comes to graphic design. The the thing I, I liked about the end, like I was mentioning, the end of the fight is, like, they've used everything against Frank Dukes, and he still wins. And then I started thinking afterwards... Is this how he tells the story? Oh, yeah. The actual Frank Dukes. It's he threw powder in my eyes. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, 100%. I feel like some of it had to be movie written, but I've just because... Like, they may have taken some stuff out of there. You think it's a less? You think it's a less? I think, I think considering, like, you, you've seen, like, his Wikipedia and yeah. all the bullshit story. Yeah. I think they probably took stuff out of it because it's like, that's too much. Yeah, that's not realistic. Yeah. They're... If you do go on his Wikipedia page, there is the... I'm actually going to include the Frank Ducks Wikipedia in the description. You may as well. Yeah, because it's, like, it's a fascinating read. You click early life, career, personal life, and they're all like reasonable reads. And then you yeah. click, click disputed claims, and you can <laughs> scroll and scroll Fuck. and scroll. I I, uh, I finished work before recording this episode, and the entire trip, which mm. was like half an hour, mm. was like just me reading this Wikipedia. It's embarrassing, but I do feel like... Um, the real Frank Dukes tells the story like the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's not added. They probably, like you were saying, they probably took stuff yeah. out. They're like, mm, it's not realistic. So the movie ends. He's a champion. He gets taken back to America. The day is saved. And then it reveals that he never lost again. Yeah. He won every Kumite till he retired. Does. I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but does. Is there a part in the movie at the beginning or the end? I feel like there is, where it's 
Um, some of these claims have been disputed. Is that in there? I vaguely I remember. I can't this. remember. I don't remember seeing it today when I watched it. Yeah. But I feel like that's in there somewhere. I think it might be reading the Wikipedia because I, I re- I've read it in the... Like unofficial or this story was unofficially... Um, I don't know. There's no like... I feel like there's some kind of disclaimer somewhere along the way. Yeah. Maybe even like after the credits <laughs> when they just show like the company. Yeah. Logo. It's like, oh, by the way, this is all bullshit. <laughs> I have no idea. I might actually in the break... I should rewatch the movie, like the end of the movie, and see if it actually yeah. shows up. It's absolutely. Oh. Shut up! <laughs> my phone, my uh, Google just going off right there. Do you have Google Home? I uh, right there. Are you concerned by it at all? No. Okay. No. I have this discussion with everybody. I saw. I I have no problem. Okay. I, I'm worried about the uh, it becoming Skynet and coming for me first because the amount of times I call it a stupid bitch. If you say, okay, Google. Okay, Google, you're a stupid bitch. I'm really sorry. That's right. <laughs> did you make it have an English accent like that? Yes, I did. Because <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend has one and it doesn't sound English at all. Yeah, you can actually change it to like, have different accents. <laughs> That's anyway, amazing. Anyway, so we'll be right back. We're going, yeah, That's like, a good end on that. We're going to end... Uh, yeah. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back. So we discovered that... There was no claim saying that this might be under scrutiny. Yeah, no. The main thing was, it, for certain characters in this movie, like Ray Jackson, who is based on somebody, but is not his real name, mm-hmm. uh, they kind of did it just in case someone named Ray Jackson, who he mentioned that he beat the fuck out of, yeah. is like, hey, you didn't beat the fuck out of me, I'm going to sue you. Yeah, this is uh, not... It, it was a filmmaker's thing just to kind of protect their ass. Yeah, I, but what I... I guess, like we were saying, we didn't find out about it until years later, but uh, it's like, oh, this is a true story yeah. from Frank Dukes' life. But Frank Dukes is not even a real human being at this point. Yeah. He's... Here's a bigger question. What is Frank Dukes doing now? Because he's still alive. Yes. Um... Like, they were talking about Access TV in 2014. Really? Yeah. So, when he was disputing his record, I'm gonna... I wonder what he's doing now. I'm going to put Frank Dukes 2019. He's in his 60s for sure. Yeah. They're, um, they had like an interview, but it doesn't say a date. Oh, officialfrankdukes.com. He has his own website. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's look. Um, bio FAQ. You can contact him. He has a Twitter. I'm looking at his Twitter right now. What's his Twitter? Uh, at real underscore Frank underscore Dukes. Real underscore Frank underscore Dukes. Yeah. I implore everybody and then to follow this. Follow him. And he just... It's just a bunch of no- nothing, really. He, he hasn't tweeted since uh, July 2018, and it was just a bunch of uh, Instagram and YouTube He's stuff. He's got 958 followers. Yeah. I feel like that's sad for Frank Dukes. Yeah, especially for someone that's done Bloodsport. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... I that, think you have more followers. Do you have more followers? I have 200, so I'm, I'm okay. catching up. Okay, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm catching up. Me too. Yeah. So, that was Bloodsport. Watch yeah, it. that was Bloodsport. Watch it for the movies. Don't follow the bullshit. Uh, watch it for the martial arts. Watch it for the fun. Yes. Watch it for like the easy watch. Yeah. It's uh, not a great watch, but it's exciting. 
you can sit you can sit back relax and enjoy it especially if you have like an an interest in martial arts yeah if you like ufc watch it just see the evolution of things yeah and for if you're a fan of van damme this is a must-see and if you're not a fan of Van Damme, this is still a must-see just yeah. to see why you would dislike this, him. This explains why he's good. Yeah. This, this is like peak Van Damme. I feel like, in closing, I feel like Jean-Claude Van Damme could for real life beat up Frank Dukes. Yeah. I, I, re- I remember for the longest time they were trying to get Van Damme in the UFC. Yeah. Do you remember Wesley Snipes, too? Yes. And Joe Rogan? They were yeah. supposed to fight? Wasn't it meant to be... Um, didn't they offer Van Damme versus Rogan? And Rogan was like, no, I don't want to fight him. Yeah. I think Rogan was, Rogan's at the point where he's like, I don't want to fight people. Have I, you ever watched a training video of Rogan? Yes. He is incredible. Yeah. Like him kicking he's, a bag? He's scary. He's fucking like, scary. You see him uh, teaching GSP how to kick. Yeah. And he's it's thunderous when it, he does yeah, it. Yeah, when he kicks the bag, it sounds like a gunshot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, but the thing is, I think he's humble, and I think he's had that portion of his life past him. Yeah. Like, because I think he's mentioned is like, I don't want to do competitions anymore. I don't want to hurt people. Yeah. Yeah. These he probably had a real bad scare or something. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. might have like KO'd somebody. Yeah. Like, they... look at um, Rory McDonald right now. Did you hear about what happened with him? No. He fought John Fitch and beat him. Yeah. And he basically says, God has been telling me I should. You know, not to hurt people anymore. Yeah. And Rory McDonald's a fucking killer. Yeah. He's a Canadian guy, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But he's basically thinking of retirement just because he doesn't have that killer instinct. Isn't he the champion somewhere? Yes. Uh, Bellator. Bellator. They're doing like a a middleweight knockout tournament. Really? Yeah. And he's pretty much... And he beat John Fitch and he's like, yeah, I'm kind of done. Yeah. Yeah. But especially after that fight with Robbie Lawler, that, that would take it out of anybody. That's probably his, like, Ali Frazier. Yes. His Ali... Uh... It's, it took out of both men. Like, yeah. Robbie Lawler got KO'd by Tyron Woodley. Like, a couple of fights later. What was the one? Ali Burbick, where he's just at the end. Yeah. Even though he's still talented. Yeah. You're watching it like, don't do that anymore, yeah. man. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, don't do that anymore. Yeah. The... But in total, like, the Bloodstorm movie is very... It's entertaining, it's, but it, if you're looking for a it, motion picture masterpiece... It's why cool. it's a cult classic, not a classic. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah. I was like, it's not reviewed well by like the pundits. No, no. But it's it's not a classic, but it's a cult classic. Yeah, there's fun. there's difference between them. Yeah. Like, a cult classic is something that it has its flaws, but it's still great. Right. Whereas a classic, it's a perfect movie. Uh, I consider Ghostbusters a classic movie. That was on yesterday, yeah? Yeah. Because yeah. it's it still holds up. Whereas I could watch something, like like I said, Bloodsport. I can laugh at certain bits for being dumb. Yeah. But I still enjoy the shit out of it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah. And thanks for letting me watch Bloodsport. Finally. Yeah. Finally. Guess what? You'll go watch some shit next time. Yeah. And <laughs> we've already prefaced uh, Striptease, possibly. Yes. Striptease <laughs> or Undisputed 2. No, I'm, I'm not doing. I'm for, uh, <laughs> you'll never see me again. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gone. I'm a dot. I'm out yeah. here. So, um, if you have anything to plug, go ahead. No, no, no. no. You got your radio, I guess. People can listen to me on the radio. Yeah, yeah. One hundred five point five in Winnipeg. If you're listening in Winnipeg, ncifm.com. I'm on one to six Central Time. So there you go. Whatever. It's a good show. Listen. Yeah. 
Thanks, man. I've not listened to it, but I think That's, it's good. Yeah. From what from your podcast, it, it, it must be good. <laughs> I so. just play music and talk every hour. Oh, there you go. So, Perfect. Yeah. Beaver does movies on Facebook. Beaver does on Twitter. If you want to go straight to the source, jaywalkersucks.com. <laughs> Every, every time, every time I say it, it's just amazing. I love. It, it cost me seventeen dollars for I'm the tweeting that out right for the now. whole year. As words talking, <laughs> I'm tweeting out. Visit jaywalkersucks.com for a treat. Yes, because when I when I like transferred my podcast over to Jaywalker Sucks, yeah, I sent him a message. And went check this out for a treat, and it was jaywalkersucks.com, and then I got you, motherfucker. There it is. Yes. I'm showing James. There right we now. go. There we go. That'll get some hits. For a real cheat. And, and it said- goes to Beaver Smooth. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> God, I love this so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to start holding more websites to some people I don't like or people I'm good friends with but just want to make fun of them. So yes, yeah, so thank you for being on the podcast. You're yes. just you're just in fraud and jaywalkersucks.com not right I'm now. Right now. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for being on and uh, you, you got you have a good one guys. Peace.